Hi guys, welcome back again to another wonderful episode of Decoupled with Cheryl, your favorite podcast on winning at all things single parenting. Uh, now, just in case you're wondering, this podcast is not just for single parents, it's also for those of you who might know any single parents, or just basically about just, you know, knowing how to deal with um, certain um, issues or specific issues like we're dealing with. The most important thing about the podcast is our kids, so you can learn some tips as well on how best to raise your kids, single parent or not. So welcome, welcome, welcome to this uh, wonderful episode. Um, We are going to dial things back a little bit on this episode, especially because I have been getting such great feedback from the very first episode I put out. But because of some technical issues I'm still still trying to sort out, I haven't figured out a way to sync um, the automated voice messages with, you know, the podcast episodes themselves. I'm still working on that. I promise you that in the shortest possible time, you can um, send in your contributions and, you know, your suggestions or questions or anything that you might have uh, directly to the podcast. And if you don't feature it immediately, then we'll do it on the episode like right after you know, the one that you sent in your message on. But also remember the emails are there for questions, contributions, and suggestions as well. I'll read it off at the end of this episode. But for now, uh, let's just call this Feedback Sunday, okay? I'm going to start from the very last episode that I had, which was a new um, feature that I called His Story or Her Story. So it's where we have specific individuals from all walks of life come in and tell us their personal stories and how they were able to handle, you know, single parenting or co-parenting or whatever, especially as it regards raising their children in the best possible way. Um, so we had Essie Walter on our first episode, which was last week. And it was a very interesting time, especially because a lot of people are familiar with the name Essie Walter. A couple of people have heard stories, but, you know, it was good hearing from a different side of Essie, you know, hearing about her, talk about her own experiences, talk about how she was able to, you know, deal with what the curveballs might be with her. Now, for her particular episode, it was very, very interesting because she meticulously planned towards becoming a single parent. You know, if you, if you hadn't listened to the episode, please go back and listen so that you're on the same page with us on this one. But, you know, it was a very deliberate thing for her. And she was so deliberate about it that she prepared financially, she prepared emotionally, and a couple of other things. Although things kind of got interesting when it came to the co-parenting stage, but... You know, just hearing her tell her story, a lot of people sent in feedback and sent in comments talking about comments talking about, oh wow, how you know they saw this other side to her and it was like, oh my god, you know, and it was very interesting hearing the feedback and the comment. One particular person um, sent in the message, telling me how she just found it very rare, almost unbelievable, that you know. Essie could be so deliberate in what she wanted to do that even when the guy wasn't outrightly aggravating her, and if you've listened listened to Essie's episode, you would know what we're talking about here. Even though the guy wasn't outrightly aggravating her and trying to be uh, difficult and all of that, she just decided, look, I wasn't ready for this, and so I'm not going to be in this marriage anymore, and I'm going to be a single parent. And You know, that goes back to some of the episodes where we talked about how people are going to be single parents by choice, okay? 
which is not a bad thing in itself as long as you're not hurting the children in the process and Essie found a way to sort of make that whole co-parenting work and her children didn't really feel it although I also had some people saying part of the reason why it's easier for the kids to, uh, to adjust is because they were much younger of course when you have older kids they're asking you lots of questions and then you now have to start explaining but the bottom line is that as deliberate as Essie was she was able to take that situation and make it work between her and her ex and um, just make sure that her kids were, were okay in all of that which is beautiful again you need to go and listen to the episode if you haven't there's there was so there's so many interesting parts of the interview i can't mention them all here but again i say all of this to say that you know just hearing her story and hearing how she became a single parent and how she was able to deal with it a lot of people were able to gain perspective on not just who she was as a person but they were also able to say wow it was a great thing she did and they liked how she was able to go about it and all of that now it could have turned out very differently if her ex was being particularly difficult but good enough they were able to work things out you know and that's great but overall a lot of comments i got were talking about oh wow they didn't know this side to her and oh wow how was she able to deal with it and of course my friend who said for somebody to not be hitting you or cursing you out or giving you stress and you decide that you didn't want to be in a marriage anymore wow for that like how wow was almost like if they lied Joe. but guess what <laughs> there are people who do that you know not everybody who leaves a relationship still is codependent or dependent on their ex in one way or the other which is what you would mostly find you know in situations like that you know you find people who are miserable whatever situations they're in but because they're dependent on their partners for one thing or the other they're stuck there and they're staying and they're resenting and all of that and then it, it has a way of, of you know bearing back on the children so i mean from that story a lot of people were able to learn a, a couple of things you know that is not to say that um you know you should just go into relationships and think not really settling down to think about it because at the end of the day you do end up hurting the person that you leave and they realize oh my god this person really doesn't want to be with me but guess what when it does happen it does happen uh, i know a story that i heard of a close family friend of mine um just a couple of weeks ago um recently had his wife leave him after four months of getting married because she said she just wasn't ready now in his case he kept trying to plead with her and beg her and all of that and she just up and left you know those things have a way of hurting people but if you're able to work it out eventually you know good for you so that's that about essay's episode and i haven't said that i'm going to start going back from the earlier episodes of course for rock bottom a lot of people the feedback i got was oh my god i didn't know you were going through this i didn't know this is what you had to do with don't worry i will still do a very special episode telling my own story it's a long story so i just try to infuse it you know in in the different episodes that come up addressing different aspects of single parenting so you you get to hear a bit of mine as well but, but a lot of people just didn't know that i had been a single parent for that long and voila <laughs> life happens and then on on our next episode which is where i got to talk about um co-parenting single parenting you know i try to explain the differences between those things because some people um where the they they go by the title single parent even though they're not necessarily um singularly responsible for raising the children so if you don't know the differences please go listen to episode two i can't do a recap on that but the feedback that i got was on 
um, the co-parenting situation. And I had someone send me a message. Unfortunately, I lost the voice and I can't say it here. I had someone send me a message saying, look, if I'm dating someone and it turns out that the person is actively co-parenting with someone else, I am going to seriously reconsider that relationship. If possible, uh, just, you know, head for the hills on that one. You know, she was so adamant that she wasn't going to be in that. And here's why. If you listen to the episode and get the, the, the definition of co-parenting, it's sort of like an ideal type situation where even though you're no longer with your partner, um, you guys have a, it sort of goes beyond just a civil relationship. In most cases, it's civil. In some cases, it, it can be worrisome, <laughs> I guess, to people who are dating uh, someone who's co-parenting because you have to jointly take, or rather the co-parent has to jointly take decisions with his or her ex where the children are concerned. And sometimes it goes beyond taking decisions. It's about attending meetings, you know, that have to do with the, the upbringing and the welfare of that child. Sometimes it's about meeting up because you want the child to to not feel um, left out on any side. So you want the child to have a healthy relationship with mommy and a healthy relationship with daddy, even though mommy and daddy are not still together. But then again, um, um, it depends, you know, it depends on the clients uh, and, and where you are. Sometimes it's not just about, oh, we need to talk about the child, and we need to talk about the kid and they make plans. Sometimes it's actually being, meeting up and getting involved. So um, the person who sends this message goes, you know, I don't like that. I don't like the fact that we have to relate because sometimes the bond that they had might just, you know, get forged again. That history that they had will always have a role to play, especially if it was good history most of the time, then there's a likelihood that you are setting yourself up um, <laughs> for the two of them to get back together. Now, I did understand where she was coming from with that one, but it's a bit of a fine line, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, it's the children that are the most important thing. So if relating with the children means that they have to meet up, uh, a couple of times and then somehow they start to rekindle what they lost can you blame them <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't know but that was her position and I understood it it could be a very 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 tricky one because you don't want to come off as a Medusa you know you don't want to be like no I don't want you meeting your ex because the child is involved so at some point some of those things have to be done but yeah, that was the feedback I got on that one. Very, very interesting feedback. Okay, uh, on finding balance, I didn't really get a lot of feedback on that one. But I'm just going to go on to the next episode, which was in Getting Back Out. So I got some very interesting conversations coming up from there. Here's a voice note of one such message that I got. Okay, so I'm still on episode um, four. But the third episode, I absolutely loved i think it was fantastic i liked everything your um your the way you presented both cases i think it was great so kudos to that um but as i'm listening to your next episode like the guest he's doing well so far at least he mentioned one aspect um that was not totally covered that's when people maybe they lose a spouse and all of that but so far i feel like sometimes maybe Hmm, it would be nice to get guests who have been in that situation through. I don't know if you have other guests, but maybe um, your next guest can be people who have succeeded in 
maybe getting their life back together maybe they are now remarried especially single women because that's a good point he raised that even me to my chest i was like it's so unfortunate so maybe single women that um, were able to find love again or single men you know that have been even if it's not love or were able to even build their lives back because sometimes single parenting some people lose themselves you know what i mean you understand it might affect their personal life and all of that i have a friend too in jans who is actually um a single parent and for her one of her concerns was going on dates so she has a son he's five years uh, he'll be five years next month and she doesn't want him to be seeing different men's faces so like you rightly said for men it's easier they can um leave the, their child with their parents or their mom or their sister most single women, I don't know if for some reason, don't usually have that luxury. I don't know if I'm crazy, but yeah, so that has been her own challenge that she's in Jan. So she can't just uh, up and go on a date. Do you understand? Uh, because she has a son and she looks after him. And also, um, to, like your guest rightly said, that bias of, ah, how did you have the child? Where is the father? But her own major concern is going out on dates because she doesn't want her son to be seeing men in and out of her life. Um, and that's because it actually happened to her with her mom. So that's one of the reasons why she was gutted and did everything within her power to, to get back with her uh, child's father, but it didn't work out. So she's been, of course, bearing that burden of the cycle repeats and doesn't want to see different people coming into her son's life. All right, thank you so much for your feedback. Um, my cousin there commented on a couple of things. First of all, on um, finding balance, which is episode three. Thank you so much for that. And then she mentioned this aspect. I think I, ha I have some other person also, you know, send me a message and say something along these lines of, oh, um, why don't we have somebody come on who has experienced it? You know, because I remember on the Getting Back Out There series, I had a very dear friend, a friend of mine, Patrick, um, come on and sort of like talk through some of those issues with me now it's so important that as much as we're like a single parent community we also want to bring in people who can weigh in on issues from a general point of view so that there is sort of balance <laughs> I don't know how else to explain this but of course as much as we're going to be having those episodes where we're talking to strictly people who have been through the single parenting circle and have come out on the other side, you know, better and stronger and all of that. We are also going to be bringing in experts on different things, okay? So Patrick is a life coach, and that's why I had him on. Um, but I see where um, some of you have those concerns. And of course, I took that into consideration as well because the following episodes, uh, two episodes after, you know, getting back out with the first part, we then had someone come and tell their story. So we're going to be trying to balance it out from all different angles, talking to single parents, talking to co-parents, and also talking to people who are experts on the issues that, you know, some of us in this community might be going through, okay? All right, so she also talked about a friend of hers that had a concern about going on dates. Now, this is part of one of the reasons why we're doing uh, the Getting Back Out There series and we started the first two um, episodes of Getting Back Out There with you know just getting your mind right and then secondly uh, making sure that emotionally you can handle you know, other relationships and stuff like that. 
Now, we didn't quite get to the actual aspect of the challenges of going on days. I think we're going to take out a specific issue to address that one. I'm going to be telling my story on that one. So I need you guys to stay tuned so that you don't miss that one. But here's what I say before we get to that point. My cousin mentioned that the friend in question is in the UK. So the sort of more like a conventional type society. Maybe her parents aren't there. Maybe she doesn't have relatives who her kids can spend time with while she's going on this, there are two things to it. One is, okay, where do I keep my child? As you would have for guys, it's easier to do that. You know, they have they can definitely drop their children with their moms or something. Maybe for the, the, the moms, the single moms, it's not that easy. But, you know, I guess with nannies and all that, that's easier, especially in those parts of the country. Correct me if I'm wrong. But in these parts of the country, I take my, my particular case into into retrospect and I would say um, when I was going on dates it wasn't really a thing for me because of course like I said I stayed with my parents you know when I split my marriage so I would just always work that out I think it's easier in this part but then the second part the second issue to that is the issue of I don't want my child seeing this guy come in and go and this guy come in and go and this guy come in and go huh for that part, I would say there is no hard and fast rule. Typically, maybe what would happen in those scenarios is for single moms, I've found the best way to handle it is that they keep their relationships sort of away from home for the most part until they're absolutely sure that, okay, this is somebody that I can, I can build a future with, so to speak. So at the initial stages, especially if you've gone through you know, dealing with um, psychological pain so that you stop emotional bleeding, as we discussed in the earlier episodes. The next thing is, it's just going back to dating as though you were not even married before or you don't have a child. It's the same process. So you just have to keep trying and trying. And um, some people don't just cut it. And you never really know until you've been on one, two, three, four, five dates with them. The longer you stay with somebody, even though some people argue this. So the longer you stay with somebody, the more you're prone to seeing who that person really is. So it's for me, I would just say as much as possible, keep your relationships away from home uh, and away from your child so that you know you don't have to do too much explaining and then you're not taking your child through all of that. You also uh, mentioned you know, the part of repeat cycle because it happened with her mom. There's a tendency somehow these things have a way of tripping down. But that's just what I would say to that. And that's what I did as well. I have friends, but I'm not in a relationship with them. Those ones is easier, you know, because, again, I talked about just trying to find some sort of a, of a million friends. You know, some people that, you know, my son can be comfortable hanging around and not having to bother about oh, mom, Because my son is territorial. He'll tell you straight up, like, uh, mommy, are you dating this guy? You know, so I had to be very, very um, careful with those kinds of things. But I never really brought anybody home and around him until I was absolutely sure that okay, I could build a future with this person. I think I'll just stop there. Um, again, if you have other contributions or suggestions as to how to deal with it, please send them in as well. But then let's listen to another voice note. Okay, so... I think I understand the part of Patrick saying 
women finding solace in women yes because a couple of guys have told me even my brother has said that there's nothing like a guy is my best friend nothing like that a guy vehemently told me that see i cannot be your best friend i even be a best friend to a girl uh-uh. that there must be something there must have been an attraction or something like that attracted me to her uh-huh. and i'll just hang on there until i can finally get her so that even when you say oh this guy is my friend there's nothing they believe that is a lie the guy is just waiting for that day or you finally give up and you or you finally agree i remember my ex telling me of a very sad story of a girl that had too many guys around her and she was always hanging out with them until until she got raped as per the knew she was high and all that and the guy she went to the hotel with i wanted to sleep with wasn't the one she slept with when she went to eat herself all she could remember was that she got into another room because we were all lodged in the same place and she woke up to find out that it was another of their friends that slept with her and because of that she cut off from male friends like so he doesn't ever believe that a girl can have a male friend like ah he's my best friend oh he's my um he's my shoulder he's my this no so i think if it's not because women bring down themselves sometimes i think really we are supposed to be our best um support system because we are really supposed to understand each other and every woman has a motherly instinct whether you have a child or not so even when your friend is going through that that motherly instinct will make you feel it more than a man because men are not wired that way you understand they're not wired that way very few of them very very few maybe very maybe three percent out of a hundred so can really be there like in the place of a woman all right, thank you so much for that feedback. I remember that was on Getting Back Out There, the second part, where we listed out practical steps that people could take. And I remember Patrick saying that, you know, single moms should focus on having all-female support groups and support systems, and the males should have that as well. I remember arguing about that and asking why. But I think at this point, this is for the guys <laughs> now to come in, because, you know, my friend who left the voice note talked about how even guys were telling her the same thing and saying see there is no way a female can have a guy around her and then that would work you know that there is always something that the guys are going for at the end of the day which is what I asked Patrick and, and he sort of agreed with that but I don't know I, I just believe that it could be different she did say that there's a small percentage of men so maybe I'll just leave more men to respond on this one but yeah and the very last feedback we got was a message more like a question and someone says um hi cheryl is it actually biblical for a woman or man to remarry after divorce i've heard a few close people tell me that if my marriage is over then i have to stay single as a christian now i tried to do some research on this but i figure i would like to hear feedback from my amazing listeners let's hear your thoughts on this and then we will discuss this in the next episode of getting back out there okay so please send me your messages i put my email out there you can also follow at the couples with cheryl um we're on facebook we're on instagram 
we're even on YouTube. So just, you know, when you listen to an episode, please drop your messages there and then we'll address them. I want to start doing that very properly this time around. So from our next episode, okay, so you guys, please send your messages out there. This question is very important. This very last one and it's for a dear friend. And I would very, very much love to hear so that we're not just giving answers, which is why I didn't just want to answer this at the top of my head. We're not just giving answers, but then we're looking at all the different perspectives with the matter. And then she also brought up the fact that she was told that, you know, as a Christian, so I would also be bringing in people who are like the experts on these matters and, you know, we would bring in scripture and look at it very well so that we can have the right answers for you guys, okay? Thank you so much for listening, listening into this episode again. Until I see you guys next week, bye-bye.